This week's episode is the author's podcast about finding the right space. This week, I'm talking about finding a writing space and what you should think of before you consider it. And now, it's time for the intro. Hello and welcome to the author's podcast about. The podcast where we journey together into the wonderful world of writing. Each week, this podcast will talk about a particular writing-related subject and teach you how to turn your idea into a book and then get it published with all of the steps along the way. Hosted by author Brett Jackson, this is The Author's Podcast About. This week, I feel like I haven't really been that busy, even having a day off, but my journal tells a different story. I recorded an interview with Christian fantasy author J.L. Burroughs, which will be airing next episode, did some more writing of Time Clones 2, varnished the little free library which is being launched at my local community garden next week, added some character pictures to my Scrivener document, My wife and I finished watching The Mentalist, great end by the way, and now we're watching NCIS. I've played some Minecraft and I'm coming up with some more ideas for my books. For April Fool's Day I decided to release a joke book cover, 101 Ways to Kill Your Dog in a Novel. It went down a treat, people loved it. Happy April Fool's everyone! I also renewed my office annual rent, wrote and recorded this podcast and did some shopping. I'm slowly reading Through the Hazel Tree by Anna Kirkup and I had a play with some sticker ideas I'm considering making in the future. Next week marks the two-year anniversary of British Books and I'll be raising a glass to year three of my writing career. I also want to concentrate more on writing and getting ready for Easter. That's the end of my writer's life update this week. So let's crack on with this week's episode, the author's podcast about finding the right space. Most writers I know like to write in a dedicated place, the kitchen table, a small bedroom or a study, in a conservatory, under the stairs, etc. In a dedicated room, coffee shop, pub, log cabin by a lake with no Wi-Fi. (laughs) I wish. While choosing a space to write, you need to consider the following. Does my place have good light? Enough room? Wi-Fi signal? Etc. Once you've chosen a space, how will you fill it? Will you go for the minimalist touch with just a chair, desk and your computer? Or do you want to add bookshelves for all your writing books? A place to put your printer in if you have one, and more. Cramming your desk full of trinkets and ornaments can help you with imagination, but it can also distract you, leaving you procrastinating with your desktop golf, and they fill up your workspace, making it difficult to work. As I looked for a place to write, I decided to use a spare bedroom and converted it into a study. The study contains a desk, made up of a small bedside unit on one side 
a small filing cabinet on the other side, and the side of a wardrobe laid across them both. Completing my desk, I have a large plastic carpet protector and an office chair, which my wife bought me for my birthday. Behind me, I have some bookshelves and a printer. On my desk, I have a monitor and a keyboard in the centre, a couple of box files for magazines and folders and stuff, my podcasting mic, a banker's lamp for lighting up the keyboard at night time, a rotary carousel desk organiser, which saves oodles of space and allows me access to all the important stuff I might need, such as sticky notes and pens, etc. It wasn't always like that, though. I spent a lot of time looking for a writing space, and I'd often end up in coffee shops. Coffee shops. Often seen in movies, coffee shops are classic writers' haunts for a reason. Caffeine is supposed to help you bang out pages and pages of writing, and a chance of less distractions from people who might need you while you're at home. As a non-caffeinated writer, I don't have any issues. In fact, I relish the thought of going into a coffee shop and asking for a non-coffee drink. They are a place where you can watch two people chatting to each other about the weather. Where you can see someone having a bad day and just coming in to rest. Their children might come to you, pull a face and then run off. All while you are pretending that you're not people watching, but actually staring into space. Which means you're working, according to the sticker on the back of my laptop. I prefer to sit at the back on a table with an electric socket so I can plug in my laptop. It's generally quieter and not usually spotted by the staff, even if you've been there for four or five hours with only one coffee and your manuscript for company. If you are there for a while, I recommend you buy a second drink. In fact, in my local coffee shop, I like to buy a pay-it-forward coffee for someone less fortunate. Coffee shops can get noisy, But with a pair of noise-cancelling headphones, you can blot out the rabble. And this helps you to carry on working. Sometimes, background noise is welcome after quiet days at home. Some writers even say it helps them focus. Your local library. Walking through the door to your local library can give you such a feeling of, I don't need to go anywhere else. Because you literally have all you need there. Research materials, coffee, computers and more. Libraries make great workspaces and often have quiet study rooms or workspaces you can reserve for free. The Wi-Fi is usually pretty quick and you can find small booths just to hide away in with electrical sockets for your laptops too. A public park. Just because it's outside doesn't mean you can't write there. Writers who tend to work in parks typically use their phones while walking the dog or while the kids are playing on slides and swings. But please don't forget to spend some time with your children. They're only young once. They often have great things that happen to them and you could perhaps put that in a book. Besides, who wants to be seen as the parent who's always on their phone? Picnic tables are great for laptop work. And a blanket will help that hard bench feel a little softer or keep you warmer when it gets later in the day. Shopping centres. 
Believe it or not, it's actually quite easy to get some words down when you're at the shopping centre. When you stop for food with someone and they go to the toilets, whip out your phone and get some words down. If you're on your own, simply grab a table, pop your food down, pull out your laptop and no one will bother you. Well, most times anyway. Bus and train stations. Bus and train stations are great places for inspiration. Watching someone running for a train and then realising they've left their luggage on a platform. A bus driver who's late and puts up with all sorts of grumpy customers might be just the person you want to write in a book. You could find a cafe with free Wi-Fi. In fact, most trains and buses have free Wi-Fi and these days they contain electrical sockets for charging your devices. This is the same with boats and ferries too. Holiday. Got a camper van or a tent? It's really easy just to crank out a word count. The relaxing atmosphere is great. There are often ways to charge your devices, even in a tent, and a fold-up table makes writing a breeze. If you're in a hotel, you can simply use the table and chair in your room, or venture out to the pool and get some much-needed vitamin D. Don't forget to secure your valuables when you go for an after-work splash in the pool. One last thing, before you head outside, you might want to turn up your gadget's brightness so you can deal with the sun's glare on your laptop. Friend's house. Not getting much inspiration at your place? Why not pop over to a friend's house? It can be great to do a word sprint together, where you both write as much as you can and share how many words you've done afterwards. It's also a great way to relax and spend time with each other. After all, writing can become a lonely thing to do sometimes. Schedules. Once you've found a place to write, let others know that this is your dedicated writing space and use it often. You'll get more words done and people will be more likely to respect your space to write if you write in a specific place rather than just sitting in a public area, such as the living room or the kitchen table, where you're seen to be more accessible. So, have a look around, see what you can find and see what works for you. And eventually you'll find a great place to write. And that's all for now. If you love this show and want to become an official fan, you can for just £3 a month. By signing up, you get a shout-out on the show, access to the private community on Patreon, and that great feeling of happiness, knowing that you're helping to support an independent author. Simply pop over to www.patreon.com slash theauthorspodcastabout and show your support today. This week's task of the week is to look around and find a place that would be good for you to write in. This week's question of the week, where do you prefer to write? As always, please put your answers in an email to me, brettjackson at brettishbooks.com or you can join the Facebook group www.facebook.com slash groups slash British books and that's British with two T's. Next week's episode is the author's podcast about 
Writing Christian Fantasy, and I interview author J.L. Burroughs all about her journey so far as a Christian fantasy author. The video was recorded over Zoom, so YouTube listeners can watch what happened next week. That's all for this week. If you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to click that subscribe button now. Also, if you know someone who would benefit from this podcast, don't forget to share the word. And I will see you next week for some more Authors Podcast About. Goodbye for now. Mm-hmm.